You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is episode number 966. It is the last show we're doing for 2016, and I couldn't be more excited about the guest that we have. Dan Negroni is an author, and he's also a consultant. His latest book, Chasing Relevance, is what we're going to be talking about here on the radio show today. With The technology trends that are advancing in society today, and many of you business owners understand the constant pressure of new technology, millennials are growing, are greatly favored, right, because of their comfort level as being digital natives with technology. I've asked Dan to come in because his previous experience working with millennial employees along with his coaching model is hand-tailored to help you get into the trend and maximize this very important human capital. Dan, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you for having me. All right, we're going to talk about your book, but before we get there, tell me a little bit and tell our audience a little bit about the your backstory. How did you get to the point? My backstory. Well, I have kids that are millennials um, that I own. Actually, one I don't own. He's off the payroll. And then I had a lot of employees. I was at a business where we had almost thousands of employees, and about 50% of them were millennials. Okay. And we had to figure out how to activate them and get them to connect with our customers and create results in our business, and we just didn't understand them. Right. And and so how did you go from that experience to the realization that you knew something that would be transferable and then putting it in a book? You know, it's a process. As everything and everyone who's in business knows, life is a process. Business is a process. Um, We had an idea. We thought that we um, had a solution. We had a way to deal with it. And we were right. It just took three years to manifest it. Okay. And so um, I think they say that all good businesses take about three years. And so we are seeing this is about our third anniversary in February or March. Okay. And so um, we did it by getting in there and making a difference and coaching millennials and coaching businesses on how to get the most out of their millennials. Okay, so uh, Dan, let's put the book on the side for a second. Let's talk about the business because I, I clearly see you're an author of a book and people could benefit from reading the book. For sure. But they also could benefit from working with you directly. Yes. So what is that like? Uh, hopefully fun. Okay, but I mean, what do you do? <laughs> and certainly results driven. We do three major things. We do speaking, coaching, and workshop training and leadership training. And they all kind of have the same type of foundational baseline okay and um then work that we do which is really understanding people from uh, the inside out and getting them to be their best selves in the workplace and communicate a story and all the things that we know we need to do that we just don't do okay so so ladies and gentlemen paul get ready for the gong because we we may require it here in a little bit i have a lot of clients who have millennials in their workforce yes and i am of the belief that they are fortunate to have them and that this generation of worker is outstanding if properly treated you'd be right okay, okay. so so what is it that you're so so if you and i agree on that point then help our audience to understand from your perspective working with them and helping clients realize this human capital and activating yeah, I, it. I think what? Uh, we got to deal with the big issue um and the elephant in the room is if 2016 was the absolute noisiest year ever in politics i still have a headache from it the number two most noisiest kind of bull line is that millennials stink even millennials don't want to be classified as millennials when you go and you do a big speaking 
engagement in front of thousands of people and you say a millennial is 20 to 36 years old who's a millennial and they kind of raise their <laughs> hand kind of a little bit and you're like are they well, ashamed well you're 20 to 36 years well the, i'm not really a millennial i have a different work ethic Oh, Which wow. is nonsense. So they bought into the. They've bought into all the negative noise that's about millennials. They're entitled. They expect to be vice president the second day yeah. they're at work. They're entitled. They're disloyal. They um, want to go from the mailroom to the boardroom in about two and a half seconds. Yeah. Uh, tell me about myself some more. Give me feedback. Yeah. Make it work life balance. It's all about me, 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 me. Which is somewhat true. It's also somewhat true that we are stuck in our old ways, don't like technology, um, stink at managing and leading, uh, only are in it for the money. So the, all the myths are just – I mean, Love you it. laugh, but no. really that's what we see no, in the workplace. It's a great way to characterize and it. And everyone's angry, um, and our job is to depolarize the workplace first. Okay. You're right. Millennials are amazing. They are fantastic. They are smart. They were given a seat at the table. They ask great questions, and they push. The challenge is this. They have not really had guides, and um, they've been brought up in a world where they've been told they're the king, they're the queen, they can do anything they want, they can be the president, but they haven't been told what it takes to do those things or taught Mm. what it takes to do those things. And so where youth and experience meet is where magic happens. And our job is to make the magic happen, being the experienced people. And so we have an obligation to guide them because... While we've told them all those things, they have no friggin' idea how to get there. Okay. And they need us. Okay. And we need them. And, and I That's be- simple. And I believe that millennials are good students. They like to be mentored. The number one thing millennials want in the workplace is what? I think mentoring. It's the capability, I call it. The ability to learn and grow. Okay. They will trade anything to be better. Uh, even money in most instances. If you're teaching them how they will be able to make a lifetime of money or how they can learn things or give back, they will lean in. So number one thing they want is capability. And you're right. Those people that are great managers, um, which are few and far between, that have a plan on how to transition and guide and teach people how to be their best, they win. They win all day long because they engage millennials. Nonetheless, 71% of millennials are disengaged in the workplace. 50% of millennials believe they'll have a new job within a year. Okay, Those are the statistics. Now, the good news is that 68% of boomers or Xers about, as Gallup says, are also disengaged. So people are unhappy. We have a problem with that across the spectrum. Challenge is this. It costs us $450 billion a year in disengagement. However, when millennials believe someone cares about them, they are more engaged in the workplace. Wow, that's so simple, huh? What are you business leaders doing out there to figure out how to make sure that millennials think you care about them? So when we have uh, in the in the peer groups that I lead, when we have a speaker come in and talk about managing millennials, and we start to talk about the kind of expectations that a millennial has, I think they've learned these things by watching their parents or their grandparents or aunts and uncles who didn't have those expectations, who thought loyalty was a a given in the corporate world, see that loyalty isn't necessarily a guarantee. In other words, I think it's healthy for your employees to ask, why do you want me to do this task? What is the real reason behind Explain to me in context what, I'm, what you're asking me to do. I think that's how you build employee engagement, regardless of the age of the individual. Well, how you build employee engagement is regardless of the age of the individual, period. It's about caring, leaning in, and teaching, and having a dialogue, and creating an engaged workplace where people feel their view is important. Right. Doesn't, Heard. doesn't matter what age you are. Millennials are a little bit different. They are digital natives. They did grow up different. They have devices, and they've 
grown up in a different world. The world is incredibly different now. 75% of the S&P 500 companies in the next 10 years will churn. Okay, Uber has replaced the taxi industry. Yes. Airbnb has replaced, you know, fifth largest hotelier now. It's disruptive. Lawyers, accountants, everyone out there that has a business has to think better, harder, faster, different. Right. And millennials push us to do that. There's nothing wrong with it. They also, though, need to understand that there's some rules of the game and everything is metricable. So you mm. are right that millennials are great. But they're kids and youth is a time where we need to learn. So if I go and speak at USC and I'm teaching a class and they raise their hands to ask a question and the question sounds like, how am I paid what I'm worth? That's kind of a millennial-esque falls into all the stereotypes. Uh-huh. And I say to them, the question more is, what are you worth? And how do you demonstrate that every day? Right. And then you'll get paid what you want. So maybe you should make it about others and no one's ever told you this. And I'm going to coach you up front here. You can be everything you want, but the secret is this. It ain't about you, buddy. It's about them. It's about providing value. What are you going to do to do that? And no one speaks like that to them. We don't speak like that to them in school, high school, junior high school, college, business school. We're not teaching relationship skills. So I would think that some of the millennials would respond positive to that because they're looking for some direction and this is direct. And But also there may be some millennials who don't want to hear that message because it's the first time they've heard it and it doesn't sound like what they've ever been asked to do before. Yeah. And those get rid of or, okay. or they have a little bit more time to mature. Here's what I'll tell you. 90% of millennials want it bold. Number two thing millennials want in the workplace is authenticity. They've been sold a bill of goods with advertising nonsense bull all along. And when you tell it to them real deal, like uh, I was giving a speaking engagement the other day and a millennial was in the audience, 85% of the audience were not millennials. Millennial turns around, sits up, takes command of the mic, sits on the table, bangs his feet on the chairs and says, I'm a millennial. I'm great. I have all this to contribute. You all need to meet me. And this is the way I work. I turned to that millennial in the audience and I said, do I have permission to teach you something best thing you'll learn okay and the millennial says this sure and so i say, look dude i want to tell you something how many people are in this room are millennials he says 15 15 i said so the rest of the audience is 85 percent boomers and xers and you've just annoyed 85 percent of the audience <laughs> Clearly, antagonize them right what are you doing here oh you want to meet people you want to grow your business you want to connect with people how do you think that just served you, pissing off 85% of the people here that think you're a brat? Now, I love the fact that you're confident enough to sit your big butt up on this table, stomp your feet, and tell them what you want. And that's awesome. And you were articulate about it, and that was wonderful. But you just disconnected with all of them. Hmm. They don't like you. What are we going to do about that? And what do you do to make it about them? This is not about you. Right. It's about connecting with them. When you connect with other people, you make it about them. Well, long we went back and forth, and it's my first standing ovation, by the way, wow. from the non-millennials. Right? 85% of the audience yeah. is like, oh, you just scored. Go, him. Dan! What do you think the millennials' reaction to that was? I would like to hope that in the end he was uh, he appreciated. He said thank you. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. And 90% of millennials will say thank okay. you. No one knows how to coach and talk to them. He said thank you, and he said, Dan, can I get your card? I'd love to get and learn more Okay, about how I can so be So that's better. very encouraging, then. It's completely the way it works. Right. So instead of being passive-aggressive with them in the workplace, it is better to be upfront, transparent, and honest with their best intentions at heart. Upfront, transparent, and honest means you care. Yeah. The only thing human beings want is people to care about them. Right. That's why we're human beings. Right. So Imagine that. That's simple. So what type of companies hire your firm to come in and do this kind of work? Yeah. Uh, 
All sorts of companies. A lot of service providers. Um, I'm a lawyer by education, and so we have a very – I just came from a lawyer's office. Uh, We have accountants, lawyers, service providers, very large firms, small firms, medium-sized firms. Okay. Um, Companies like Intuit, companies like Qualcomm, companies like Rubio and Panera Bread, all sorts of different companies. These are recognized names. Yeah. I mean, we we, um, really are super, super fortunate enough to have had exposure to great companies and have had results in those types of companies. Okay. So we're going to take a short break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. So if you're listening to us on the live stream on octalkradio.net, don't go anywhere. I'm going to come back with Dan in a minute. Literally, it's a minute. And if you're listening to us on iTunes and Stitcher and the other podcasting platforms that we use, don't hit the skip 30-second thing. Just sit through the commercial because guess what? It's just the simple message about one of the products or services that I do, and I would like you to listen to it. We'll be back with Dan, and we're going to talk about his book, Chasing Relevance, after to this word from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. As I said earlier, all our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have appeared on our show. Since we started in 2009, our show has reached several hundred thousand listeners through the live stream here on octalkradio.net and our podcast. Simply type in these four words in your favorite podcasting software, Critical Mass Radio Show, and you'll get our weekly radio shows, uh, our wonderful interviews. We do generally two to four interviews a week and you'll get all that great knowledge just from simply typing in those four words all right so let's let's start with what was the inspiration to put your thoughts into a book why well first of all everyone i met said you need to do a book Dan. okay that's but the real inspiration to put the thoughts in the book were i'm one guy um, and i wanted to touch more people and i really wanted to create a tool where people could coach themselves Uh, I think with millennials and so much even in my life while I was growing up, you're always seeking a mentor. And the best mentor you have is yourself, the mentor within. Hmm. And if we can teach young people... That's an interesting concept. Paul, so say that again. The best mentor? (laughs) The best mentor one can have is who? It's yourself. Okay. And um, That's empowering. Yeah, I think it's pretty empowering. And uh, when we teach millennials that and we teach them to take control and what happens to them is because of them and that they can become their best mentor, what happens is they naturally attract those people in the CEO groups. They attract the right mentors that will help them with their business because they understand what they need and how they're growing. And so often in life, when you're young, you're looking for someone to take you away from it, to understand how smart you are. If I just had this boss that would do this, if I just found an investor that would do this, if I just found a partner would do this. And no, the answer is find yourself and what your unique value proposition is and start giving it, Hmm. and you will attract to those things naturally. Yeah, because I find too, 
if you just ask someone for some time to share their knowledge, most successful people are more than happy to give back. People's favorite topic is what? Themselves. Dale Carnegie said that in 1936 before him, Napoleon Hill. This is not brain <laughs> surgery. We've known it forever. And so, yeah, everyone wants to talk about themselves and, and share wisdom and help each other right. for the most part. Right. Yeah, you're going to get the occasional. You will get jerks. And right. There are, so. there are tons of jerks, each sex, um, male, female. They're, they're on all sides, all colors, all races, religions, wealth. You'll get those. But the truth is most people will help you if you show an interest right. and you focus on what value you can provide them. Yeah, and you're genuinely interested in listening to what they're going to teach you to, right? I mean, it's... You're genuinely interested in learning to create some value for yourself and others. So your book is Chasing Relevance. For those on the stream, I'm holding it up. You can probably see it. We have a copy of the book here. And and the subtext is six steps to understand, engage, and maximize. You had millennials, then you scratch it out, and you say next generation leaders in the workplace. Yeah, why do you think we scratched it out? I was going to ask you that very question. Why did you scratch <laughs> well, I'm it out? I'm a lawyer, so I'm going to make you do the work. <laughs> hey, this is my show, dude. Method. There we go. <laughs> Most managers suck. And the question is, do you want to suck anymore, or do you want to create a legacy for people? They suck because, finish that sentence. They suck because we are a society based and focused on time. And time is a hard thing to give up, and relationships cost time. The other reason is, is it's hard friggin' work to build relationships, and we do not focus on that or give tools for it. We just expect things to happen. We also have this view that when we were coming up, we did it all ourselves and we figured it out, which is nonsense because right. we all had mentors and the time was not like it is now where it's insane the number of um, distractions you have and, and things that are calling for I your attention. I think we've always been pretty busy, though. I can remember coming back from a sales call and they used to have those uh, posts on the secretary's desk with the pink, yeah. you know, you got to return all these phone sure. calls. I mean, that was that was a... That was a burden. Come back after a long day in the field. You still. I mean, I think people. St- it was a burden, but now you get email to your LinkedIn. You get email to your regular email. You get a Facebook post. You have Snapchat. You have Instagram. You have Twitter, and then you have everything else that's going on. I in used your to life. have to pull over. I remember standing in Bakersfield in the summer, right? Summer in Bakersfield. For those of you not familiar with it, it's Ew. it's triple digits, yeah. Yeah. right? And I had to find a phone booth to call the office to get my messages. That thing was disgusting. The phone was just and the I could smell it now. Exactly, you read my mind, right? Now I can, while I'm in the comfort of my car driving, I can do the same thing much more productively. So you know, I think we're busier, but we have tools that enable us to be even more productive with less stress. We certainly have tools, but the average person gets a hundred emails a day. The average person has to consume nine hours of data and six and a half hours worth of time. The average millennial gets 181 texts a day and looks at their phone 43 times. So, yes, I agree with you that we do have tools, but they also are on all the time. Yes, they are. And they so are it just time. is different. And if we think it's yeah, and everyone is competing with everyone, everyone has a, you know, their own personal brand and this and that and they're trying to sell. so it is just <laughs> different than it was. And um, yeah, we didn't have email when I was starting I, and I had this big dinosaur computer. I mean, we barely had type electric typewriters that printed out the legal documents at the time. And so it just was completely different. Right. And So let's talk about the six steps. We don't have time to talk about all six. Tell me about, let's start with, if you could only give one piece of advice, one of these steps, 
to understanding and engaging and maximizing, what would it be? Well, let me give the first two, which are all about mindset. The first we talked about a little bit, which is B. uh, It's an acronym, Busting Myths. Stop all the nonsense and complaining and whining about what is, what wasn't, what should be, and assume positive intent. Most human beings want to help each other. They're in the workplace. They want to do good stuff. Stop thinking they're spoiled brats. They don't listen. They have their headphones in. Uh, You know, they don't want to work. They're running around talking to everyone because talking to everyone and running around might actually be doing work for them because they're smart enough to know go to the source and ask great questions they don't have to go to encyclopedia britannica Mm. and use the dewey decimal system to figure it out (laughs) right they do it a little bit differently than we do (laughs) so let's start busting myths on each side and we are not dinosaurs and we do want to help them right uh, when we get out of our own way so that's b r is about real deal relationships and i would say the number one most important thing is to figure out the key and I believe the most important life work skill is building relationships. So how do yeah, you said build that. relationships? First relationship you start with is what? Yourself. Yourself. Second relationship is everyone else that's out there and providing value to them. And let's start teaching that and focusing on that. And the third thing, I, is actually taking your own accountability and cleaning your side of the street. I own it. Mm-hmm. Own it. So when I have a, a lawyer that stands up and says, these associates, they won't listen, um, I keep telling them what to do, how to build, they don't listen to me. And I keep telling them and telling them and telling them, how's that working for you? <laughs> not well. I'm very frustrated. <laughs> I said, well, maybe telling them is not the way to do yeah, it. Yeah. Maybe it's showing them. Maybe it's a combination. Maybe you need to shift. And why do you think you need to shift? And if you don't think you need to sh- shift, well, uh, how's that working for you and serving you? Right. And so... It's all these little tools that makes us look with inside, which are just little tweaks of the dial, uh-huh. if we really get it right for most people. And each person's different. So how am I coming to the party to understand me and what's going to work for me to do it? Shy person may only be able to ask questions, where someone with a personality like me can just go out there and be it and do it right. innately. But what are you doing to sharpen your tool? So I hear some... Pr- um I hear some emotional intelligence in what you're saying as well. Being ha- having some level of emotional intelligence as a leader, understanding yourself and understanding your impact on other people is is that a part of your work? Well, clearly, it's a part of any success, right? Is connecting with people yeah. and building relationships. So, yes, it's a part. We go through a, a assessment where you learn your strengths, you learn your skills, values, and passions. But okay. in a way, it affects other people. You learn your brand. You tell a story. How to connect? What's your People call it a pitch. They call it a story. It's what you put out there to get back stuff, to create great relationships with people, to create value in the world. And what's your unique differentiator and understanding those things. So is that emotional intelligence? Absolutely. I think it's a necessary skill to to conquer the workplace, to get the girl, to get the guy, to get the promotion, get the sale, get the job. You. You name it. Yeah. If you can't figure that to out. To get people to go to the restaurant you want them to go to? You ain't getting it. Right. So so how did you, Dan, how did you go from being an attorney to this? Well, you know, it's interesting because I think being an attorney is, uh, the training is one of the best ways to build relationships. They have something in contracts law called IRAC, Issue Rules Analysis Conclusion. And that is all about understanding what you got to help someone else or the challenger method of sales, if you will. Mm-hmm. You get in there, you understand the issues, it's what you do in your groups and for your clients all the time. You really understand, you ask great questions that are about them, you provoke, you push, you challenge the new way, and you come up with great results. And if attorneys really 
I say the best way to become a salesman is to go to law school. No one else does. <laughs> Jeez, I never heard that before. No one else will focus on that. But really, everything you need to learn about building relationships, you've learned in first year of law school. Wow. And so um, at least that's my take on it, and I'm sticking with it. Okay. So if someone wants to buy your book? Uh, ChasingRelevance.com, Amazon.com, Chasing Relevance, okay. uh, or our own website, Launchbox365. So that was my next question. If they'd like to engage you to help them with their culture, that's tell me again the website? Yeah, Launchbox365.com to help them with themselves, their culture, to have us come give a kick-butt speaking presentation to shift the audience and get people thinking in a different direction and, and moving in the right way. Well, this has been a kick in the pants. Well, I've you. enjoyed the conversation. This is, this is a great way to end the year. With this interview, Dan, I appreciate what you're doing. You're a part of the Critical Mass community now and a friend of the radio program. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that also wraps up this show for the year and today. So I'd like to thank Paul Roberts, who without Paul, what would we have, really? He's our engineer. He keeps all the lights on and the beam, beaming the signal to you. So Paul Roberts and OC Talk Radio, another great year. What is this now, 2009 to 2016? Quite a long time we've been together, and I've enjoyed this relationship. Uh, I'd also like to thank our producers, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show or the firm that I lead, visit my company's website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until the next show, which will be in 2017, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.